you are listening to Shade, the podcast where I chat to a wide community of creatives across disciplines, photographers, painters, writers, filmmakers and even policymakers working within the media and beyond who have challenged the concepts of race and identity within their work. I'm Lou Mensah, writer and photographer, and I've always wondered why people create the work that they do. This week I chat with online senior lifestyle editor of the Metro newspaper, Natalie Morris. Natalie is also the editor of their Mixed Up series. We talk about why she created the new series on the mixed race experience and what she's learnt about the issues surrounding the race dialogue. Well, I suppose I haven't had traditional path in terms of journalism, if there is, is such a thing, um, but I started more kind of in the sports world actually um i was working um on england netball magazine i'm a big netball fan so i, I was doing a lot of work in kind of women's sport women's journalism working on magazines um i did that for a few years and then um i moved into broadcast journalism so i was working at itn at itv news um which was quite different a lot less writing it was a lot more behind the scenes stuff you know getting getting news on on the telly basically which is um a bit different and that was covering all sorts of things you know local news um a lot of london issues um things like that and then um, in the past kind of four or five months, I got this job at Metro, which I'm loving so far because I basically wanted to get back into editorial. Um, and yeah, so I, I got this I got this senior writing job, which is kind of a dream come true because I knew I wanted to to get back into that. And this role has been great because it's basically allowed me to focus on things that I'm really passionate about. So I write a lot about um, still sports and fitness, all with mm. a kind of female focus, but also about kind of just more generally like issues that affect women, millennial women generally. So careers, relationships, sex, mental health. Um, and then obviously I write a lot about race as well. So I kind of, mm. a lot of the things that I do are kind of opinion pieces and features and and I draw upon my own experiences and a lot of that in you know in my professional career and and since moving to London has been about kind of my observations about being a young non-white woman in the Mm. professional world so Mm. I think that is that is the inspiration for a lot of my articles and and kind of the issues that I want to discuss um Mm. and mixed up just came because I didn't think there was anything out there about mixed race identity not on a on a you know on a mainstream platform I think We've seen fantastic growth in the last few years um, around BAME content, around telling BAME stories, telling black stories, um, Mm. which is fantastic. And I'm so happy about that. But then when you look for the mixed race kind of angle on certain things, it's just not really there. Mm. So that's where that's where it fit in really I was just like I feel like there's a gap in the market I want to there are so many stories within the mixed race kind of diaspora there's so mm. many variations there's not one story to tell so I thought I'll you know give it a go and try and tackle at least some of it basically mm. yeah well you're <laughs> absolutely right the conversations are opening up how's mixed up being received by like the wider community so far yeah, I mean, it's been it's been an overwhelmingly positive response to it, and I've been so happy because it's not necessarily the normal thing that um, Metro Online would 
necessarily cover so I was you know it was a bit of a testing the water and hoping that there was going to be a good response and there has been and uh, you know there's been a huge response from the mixed race community obviously because as we said there's such a kind of dearth of information and stories out there so you know they're obviously going to engage but then there has been a lot of a lot of positive response from the wider community and loads of people are just fascinated by these stories you know um and it you know they're getting really big engagement and hits online so when we post now when I post them because there's been a bit of a it's getting a bit of traction now they it's one of the most viewed um stories of the day because it goes out every Wednesday um Mm. and it's one of the biggest you know most well-performing posts on the site on that day which is you know incredible given the that it's something so specific really um Mm. but it's doing really well does really well on Facebook and it generates a lot of conversation um I've also heard from a lot of parents um who are mixed race themselves but have mixed race children who really appreciate you know hearing a bit more about these experiences so that's been that's been something really interesting that you know I've heard from people who are like this you know this is so important I'm so glad that I'm going to be able to you know show this to my daughter and that my kids are going to have something like this to read so that's really nice it's amazing that you don't know how these conversations are going to develop and how many people they reach don't they but um I think the impact um especially for parents is um, a really important one because I've talked before to white friends of mine who have mixed race children and I was telling them you know when I was born like over 45 years ago there was there was zero conversation and my mum didn't have any support whatsoever in raising a mixed race child in you know a predominantly white society and I think it was a steep learning curve and very difficult for her and I just think it's wonderful now that um, there's so much information and more support for parents definitely yeah yeah I had a similar um, kind of thing with my parents and uh, you know obviously my mum my mum's white and she had me 30 years ago now and and there was and we 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 both we grew up in um in like a very white area and we didn't have much contact with my dad's side of the family so we didn't have that kind of influence and I do think you know even little things like when it came to doing our hair and you know exactly it was just yeah and and also and I and I think about how you know the way it was for her walking around you know with like a little two little brown little girls and people seeing they weren't hers or that like you know looking at us like why are we together and um it must have been really really difficult um even so for for your mom for like 45 years ago that must have been even more of a rarity then so hopefully now this is obviously it's way more common and I do think the reason these conversations are happening now is because you know we're a young generation like as a people there aren't there haven't always we haven't always been here you know and suddenly we're now getting to a point where a generation that were all basically children are suddenly suddenly old enough to kind of tell these stories and are in those positions where they can do it so I think that's why we're now starting to see these you know more of us coming out and being like okay we need we need to hear about our narratives now when you're mixed your identity often so much depends on how other people see you um and and how other people choose to identify you um so it's kind of people take that self kind of identification away from you and it becomes about how you're perceived as opposed to how you what you want to be so and and that's very dependent on what kind of situation you're in and what environment you're in because in some situations you'll be seen as black in other situations you're seen as definitely not black dependent on how other people see you and I think that's been a huge frustration for the mixed race people I've spoken to and they just want to be able to classify themselves and identify how they want to identify if they want to 
you know see themselves as a black person then they they want to just be able to do that and not have people say well you're, no you don't count you don't count um and uh, yeah so I think it has been a huge thing and also just in terms of like the terminology that's been like you say it shifts all the time and and I'm I'm you know I think language is is incredibly important and I think it's really important to be open and aware of the shifts in language and what those connotations are and and how people are using it because I grew up and it was always it was always mixed race mixed race and you know so that's what I identify as mm. and I, that's what I see as as an acceptable and good way of you know of of, of describing it as opposed to you know um some of the other more derogatory you know half caste or things that would have been said in generations past you know um mm. but then but then I've spoken to people um people of my age or even younger who are who don't like the term mixed race the guy I had mm. on last week he doesn't even like the concept of race he and and people are now saying they want to be biracial or mixed heritage and I think mm. it's it's obviously you yeah, so it is it is a bit of a minefield in terms of the terminology. And I think it's, again, just about allowing people to self-identify and allowing people to, to you know, set the set the boundaries of what what language they they are offended by or what they what they like to call themselves, essentially. I've realised from people that I interview and talk to and just friends as well, that it's such a steep learning curve um, and it's a journey in terms of processing your identity from childhood and through your early 20s and especially when then you get married and you have children there seems to be a whole other stage then of processing you know based on who you have children with. Definitely it's interesting that you, that you talk about it as a process because that's definitely something I've found in terms of my own personal experience and, and feeling like um, not always and you know growing up I never felt comfortable talking about race not even not even that I didn't feel comfortable it just didn't really seem relevant to my life mm-hmm. um, and I almost thought it was like an like uncool thing to think about or like why are you bothered about that like you know and I just saw myself as the same as my friends and that was like my whole kind of childhood and it's only since I've been a proper adult and I've you know almost been in London and been been in the workplace and and had certain experiences that's kind of you know signaled to me my difference I'm not just you know seen the same as everyone else Ooh. that um that I've kind of come to it and then along with that there's this kind of guilt of feeling like oh why didn't I come to this earlier you know in terms of why am yeah. I it's almost like a bit of a fraudulent feeling like oh okay I've decided that I care about this stuff now in my you know mid-20s or whatever when I didn't for a lot for such a long time so mm-hmm. it's definitely a process and but then you do feel like I don't know I, I just felt a bit of like a sense of guilt over that I think. And I think part of that is is that we felt like we haven't been given um, the right to be able to talk about all of these things as a wider society, when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, there was no one in the media at all who even in any way resembled me, let yeah. alone any conversations uh, that were happening about it. You know, yeah. it wasn't happening in the girls' magazines that I was reading at the time, like Just 17 and all of that. <laughs> None of, you know, it's just like nothing was going on. So therefore, I took my lead from the information that I was um, digesting from the outside society. And the messages that I was getting was, um, you know, you're, you're, you don't quite fit in here, that the conversation has started to just erupt quite recently in the last few years like you say and I think that that's 
feeling it's given us a space to breathe and process mm. and now feel like we're able to talk about it because it's not just um, us that's doing it. We we all seem to be yeah. doing it in tandem. I just wondered yeah. if there's anyone who inspires you um, specifically at the moment. Afua Hirsch is incredibly inspirational um, and what the, the, the conversations that she starts are so important and the kind of the bravery that she has um, in terms of speaking out again and again and again on the same subject, like regardless of the relentless, um, you know, abuse that she faces online and from other kind of panelists and journalists, I think is um, really emboldening and makes me want to do more of that and makes me feel, you know, when I get um, negative responses to, to anything I write, I think about um, I think about her and I think about what you know what she's worked towards and what she pushes for in it and it definitely spurs me on mm-hmm. um, but then I, I don't think she necessarily I, I was talking to my friend about this the other day and I don't think she is necessarily talking about being mixed um, mm-hmm. as much I, th- I don't know if if that's something you've noticed or mm-hmm. it's, she's you know she seems to be talking about it's the wider conversation with her about um, being black and and being yeah me I feel yeah absolutely yeah I feel the same there isn't actually anyone talking about this um and also because it's because if you do want to champion these issues and talk about mixed race issues that because there's so many variations you can't not one person can really not in the same way that like a Fua Hirsch does can, can be the voice of of being mixed race like it's not I don't I don't know if it's possible um for for one person to do that and maybe that's why it's been kind of not not no one's really gone there I don't I don't I don't really know but I I do feel like people are more inclined to you know to broaden out the conversation almost as though you know to make it more specific would would lessen lessen the argument or something they want they need it to be broader there are so many narratives there are so many stories I've seen that like because I was worried the main my main concern was that they were going to get really samey or boring or everyone would say the same kind of things and it would get really like stayed and you know really boring really quickly and it just absolutely hasn't like every single person I talk to has some unique perspective or some you know there's some element of their um, experience that's completely different to anything I've spoken to anyone about before but at the same time is incredibly relatable and relevant to so many mixed race people so I think it's really there's so much life in it and I think now that it's gaining traction and I'm getting more and more people coming forward to me saying they want to be involved everyone who does that does that because they have something interesting or insightful that they want to say and I think my plan is to just keep going with it, talk to as many people as possible. I want to be as varied as possible. Like, you know, there's still there's so many ethnicities and mixes that I haven't touched on and that, are, you know, that I really want to kind of get under the skin of and see what uh, my plan is to find the common threads, like the commonalities in mm-hmm. mixed race identity. And I think the only way to do that is to speak to as many people as possible. And I suppose at some point I'll, I'll, I'll go through them all and I'll take stock of that and I'll work through what is it about being mixed race that unites us what are the common threads what does it what does our identity you know from these personal experiences what can I draw from that in terms of an overall experience of being of being mixed is there is there a definition of identity that I can draw from it or is it just 
there are certain similarities but huge huge differences as well so mm. I think I'll just keep going find mm. as many interesting stories as possible um one thing I do want to do is I want to do a kind of parents special as well and get loads and loads of parents in talk to them about their experiences and do a big photo shoot so that's one of my you know plans for the not too distant future I'm very aware that it's your Sunday and you're really <laughs> kind to give up your time so um I'm definitely going to let you go and chill out before you have to start work again tomorrow <laughs> um, thank you and it's been an absolute pleasure